Roger, and I'm joined by the four more games than time. These had more life than time in the last few months, but we're coming back with a review of the year with Frank Reynolds, Paul Dobbs, and Albert Hernandez of the One Player Podcast. So we we'll start with Frank first. Hello. 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 Frank, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what have you been up to in the last years? Is there anything you want to catch people up on? Uh, yes, uh, the club's fully back together. We're getting uh, even more members coming in. Um, good mix of miniatures and board games. And um, I suppose the biggest thing for me is part of the game I'm going to talk about is I've started a Gloomhaven Jaws the Lion um campaign which is it, it's great fun absolutely great fun full of hollywood moments and difficult decisions um you equally hate the game and love the game so that's probably <laughs> the, the main thing I, I confess i've had that sat on my shelf for a year and i still haven't opened it no oh, it's it's good fun it is really good fun it's good as well. yeah yeah it's got a season <laughs> good so is the the club facebook page and all that kind of thing being kept up to date for no no, right. it's, that's Cobbler's Children, because that's what I do for a living. Um, I can't be bothered to do it for the club, but no, it's, it's on my, uh, what's it called, New Year's resolution to get Excellent. back on. To so if, uh, if people want to find out more, then they can just imagine things. Yeah, I, they can find the website, it just hasn't been updated. So, um, yeah, And people are finding it. So Good. Um, Excellent. Which is good. So a cut to the chase then, Frank. What was your best new-to-me game of the year? Um, Femme Rouge, um, the cycling racing game. Mm. Um, it piqued my interest. Um, I heard, of, um, I think it was Shut Up and Shut Down podcast. It sort of came up, um, a video YouTube came up one day and I thought, that's interesting. Yeah. And the, the bit which got me was the idea of you're in a race, but if you're in mm. the front, you aren't going to win because the nature <laughs> of cycling is you get hit by the wind. So I don't know if anybody knows the mechanic. If you're racing ahead, if you're in the, if you're in the front of the front of the, the peloton, as I discovered at the front of the, the, the mass of cyclists, yeah. uh, each turn you get a, um, a drag card. So it's a card which sort of fills, adds to your deck, but it's only worth, um, I think it's two spaces you can move of it. So gradually your deck's getting, um, less efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, add in the other elements. So if you're trying to manage two people at once, um, each one has a different slightly bell curve and what they can choose for. And then you compete with somebody else who's trying to do all the same sort of things plus up to three other players. Um, and I think it's just brilliant. I, I just checked my plays, and for me, it's had 16 plays in the year, which is pretty good. That's excellent um, going for you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I am very much a butterfly. Um, uh, add in the, um, also, they, there's, oh, there's an app for it where you can do a grand tour, so you can actually mm-hmm. do four or five races over, um, okay. over, over an evening, and um, you, you can, you can tactically or strategically lose one race. Uh, because, and then go into the next race in a more refreshed state than the other. So just, right. it, I just find it an absolutely fascinating game. Um, uh, yeah, uh, picked up a UK Games Expo. So it's, uh, uh, most plays have only been happened since what? I suppose June. Yeah. Um, it's been big hit at the club as well because it, you can either play a short game you're setting up in 20 minutes or you can have a mm-hmm. whole evening playing it. So yeah, that's my favorite. That's good. I didn't know about the app. It's, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, if you go on to obviously whatever you, you, uh, phone is choice. Um, it does what the, there's a, there's on board game geek, there's a, um, there's a file which you can download and do things for. The app does it for you. Right. Um, so it's very okay. good. I know it's a, it's a favorite of Rogers. I think we <laughs> featured it on this podcast uh, and okay, on cool. Albert's podcast as well. So hopefully listeners <laughs> will be well aware of it, but is it, would anybody like to ask Frank anything about the game or add their own thoughts on the game? 
Well, I'd just like to chuck in the Peloton expansion gets you a bunch more tractiles and can take don't, you up to six players. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> um, it's, out of, it's out of print. I'm desperate to get it. I right. found a comp- I found a shop in Denmark. Um, it was going to send it to me. I got to check out. I was going to pay fifteen pounds to get it shipped to me. I thought, no, it's what I want. And then it said, since Brexit, you have to pay one hundred thirty-five pounds <laughs> minimum order value. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. <laughs> So it's, it was like, mm, okay. it's, it's the it's gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Yeah, I've even been to, I can't pronounce it, but the name of the, the Finnish company, Laut, Laut, they won't even ship it out of Finland. Um, no. So I'm I'm just sat here looking, constant board game prices, trying to find out where I can get it from. I've got a few friends in so. Finland, so I might be able to see if I can help you. Otherwise, oh, thank you. Otherwise maybe in, um, yeah. in February, you can pop along to the, the game stay in the pub here and Roger can bring his set for you to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank uh, you. I'd uh, love that. All right. On a slightly more positive note, while I like the Meteor expansion, it is really not necessary. It doesn't, yeah. it's not the vital stuff that the other one no, I, I got that because I couldn't get the other one. It hasn't the dynamic, but I'm desperate to get the Peloton one. Because um, only, um, if only because so many people are interested in the game in the club, you get six people playing it. We've got a, a lot of entertainment, and that's that's another thing about it. The game having four players doesn't take much longer to play than having two players because it's so quick. And everyone's um, playing yeah. at once, so yeah. Yes, in fact, mm. effectively simultaneous movement. So <laughs> it's it's just great fun. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, enjoy it immensely. Roger introduced it to me, uh, and it's been a huge hit with our group as well because it's so easy to teach. Yeah. Uh, as you say, it, it's so quick to play two, four, six. It plays the same amount. But I was very grateful for Roger said, if you see it, get the Peloton expansion as mm. well. Because so, normally I, I will buy a game and I see if I like it before I get the expansion. And Roger yeah. said, get the expansion. So I was very grateful to him for that. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I missed out. Uh, I think in September I spotted it on Amazon. I thought it was a bit expensive. I'll leave it, and I should I should have got it. So yeah, yeah. you can have my that. copy for 150 quid. Uh, no, <laughs> okay, no. 145. That's a bit steep. 145. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a bit steep. So. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, I'm going to guess the answer is no. Has anybody played? What's it called? Heat? Heat pedal to the metal or something? No, I've I've no, heard things right. about it. I've heard very positive things about it, including yeah. yes, it's the same designer, yes, it's broadly the same mechanisms, but it does not feel like Flamme Rouge Mark Two. It's mm. definitely I want one I want to try out. Yeah. Days of Wonder, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been it's the big new Days of Wonder release this year. So it's, it's right. again, it's a car-driven racing game, the same as Flamme Rouge, same designer as Flamme Rouge. Um, plays one to five, I think, out of the box. So, cool. I've, yeah, I've heard of it, but I didn't. Okay, I'll have it to the list. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for, Frank. We're just going to yeah, try and cost you money. Yeah, the ever-growing right. list, yeah. We used to play, there was a game called Leader One, which was a mm-hmm. cycling game, similar thing, but it was a little bit more complex, so it wasn't so accessible. But the Peloton was actually re- represented as a single entity that everyone moved, and right. then you had to time when you were going to break away with your cyclists. It was mm-hmm. an interesting mechanic, but... Um, I think it went out of print fairly quickly. So it wasn't quite so easy to teach as Flame Root. I've played right. Flame Root with gamers, non-gamers, everyone loves it. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's easy to pick up. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've play... even written a software implementation to run a play-by-forum game. Um, and it was not that hard because there, there's the great thing about it for a play-by-forum game is because everybody is playing simultaneously. You can just you know, rat- rattle through the automated bits and say, right, here's the situation. Send me what you're going to do. When everybody's sent you what you're going to do, you just rattle through it automatically again. 
I said, I mean, I've played it with both family and, you know, the games club, and it's been hit in both areas. Yeah. Um, which is very rare to find a game which does that. But it does show when you play a tour, as you say, where you have the, yeah. you know, the, I, that's how I really like to play it if you have the time. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 Once we discovered that, that then it became a a, a a games night game rather than oh, what should we do? If you have, it's it's only nine o'clock. Let's play another game type thing. Yeah, an end of evening filler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it really shines. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad you brought that up, Frank. It's uh, it's nice to to see a game we've covered before be revisited in this context. Oh, okay. Cool. Um. Paul. Hello. 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 Uh, Is this the first time we've been on the podcast together? I think it may be. Uh, yeah, because I'm normally your stand-ins. You're, you're, you're less attractive and taller stand-ins. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's, it is the first the time. beauty of radio. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of games that you've mentioned on the podcast before, mm. um, yeah, my the new game, I haven't bought, I've only bought one game this year and it was, it was okay, Sleeping Gods. But... Um, the one game that Roger introduced me to, there's a theme here, uh, yeah. was <laughs> Russian Crush, which we, Roger and I talked oh, about yeah. on the podcast. Have you guys come across that at all? Frank, Albert? Yeah, it was yeah. one of the first games I bought. It was reviewed on the D6 generation when I was just discovering games. So this has got to be 2010, 2011. So I've got a copy in the roof. Yeah, it's a good game. <sighs> Kill for a copy. So yeah, uh, for oh. some reason, it, yeah, uh, we could try and put it on for yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. So I was a big fan of Car Wars in the eighties. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And Car Wars is perhaps you know it's, it's of its age. It's not a. It doesn't appeal to sort of a lot of modern gamer sensibilities. It's quite no. complex. Are they doing it's, a reprint of it? They have. It, 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 it's mm-hmm. just got into resale. Right, uh, but but it's very much it, it, well. Reprint is is not the word. Um, it, it is a completely different game. It is much more designed in the modern sensibility. I mean, the the old right. one's still out there in PDF if you want it. But That's what, is it, is it one know, of the restoration games? One? No, maybe? no. This is Steve Jackson no. Games. Okay. Um, it, it, That's it, why it, you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it well, I'm, it, I've I've actually not uh, got involved with it. Um, not so much because I don't think it's any good, but simply because it is larger scale, and I don't think I have the space um, mm-hmm. to do it justice. You know, I, I have I have an English house, not an American house. Um, <laughs> I have an American house, and I don't have space for my uh, Steve Jackson older. <laughs> but it's always nice to have a bit of, a bit of shade thrown at you, Albert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, you need a large house for the cat. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, but no, seriously, uh, it, it is in, in very much in the same sort of space as something like X-Wing, except without the whole collectible, you must buy everything angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of, you, you can put together a, a single car or a pair of cars quite quickly using cards and then have a pretty quick fight. I, I've not played it. I've seen it played. It goes fast. It, it's not the old game. But anyway, that's yeah. a sli- that's the side issue. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Paul. That's fine. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the car was that I remember. No. That, well, you, in, to me, that was more an hour and a half designing a car, and then you'd get eliminated in five minutes or something. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Five, five <laughs> seconds of, of um, game world time and about half an hour yeah. to an hour of playtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy days. But um, Russian Crush, you know, it captures that that the the car was feel. Um, with a fantastic set of rules, mm. really simplified, but gives you a lot of variety as well. I mean, when Roger was first saying, I think there's what, five or six different 
armaments that a car will have, or it might be armor. But they're, on the cars that they're prearranged, they'll have four of the six or whatever it is. But they're prearranged in such a way that, you know, you have to drive differently depending on the car you're having. You know, if you've got yeah. the mine dropper, you want to be out front to drop in the rear mines. If you're ramming, you need to hang back to try and see, you know. So you, you actually have to drive differently for the car, which I, I, I thought that was a nice touch. And the, um, the gearing is just fantastic. You know, it does quite a complex job. Uh, of simulating, you know, acceleration, deceleration, mm-hmm. gearing up with a really simple set of rules that, you know, when Roger explained it to me, it's like a penny drops straight away. And again, it gives you an awful lot of tactical decisions as to, you know, what you're going to do in the race. So, yeah, yeah um, I, I was I, really surprised. I mean, I think it is probably the most detailed simulation of how an internal combustion engine and gearbox works that I have ever played. But as yeah, you say, you, you just move with a couple of sentences of rules. It's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. and a little marker on the board. It, it's absolute fabulous piece of gaming design. And um, I've only, I've, I wish I only played it once. So <laughs> whether that qualifies for game of year, but certainly it's a game that blew me away. We, but there were six of us, or uh, I can't remember exactly. But yeah. just fantastic. It's got that right balance between the race and the fighting, mm-hmm. and then people pull out, but they don't pull out to the point that you can't catch them up. If you can, eat to fire a couple of shots off of them. And it didn't seem to have, there obviously was player elimination, but it didn't appear to be something that was going to happen very quickly. So it wasn't one of these games where, no. you know, if someone was unlucky or they just got a bit ganged up on, they were going to be out in the first five minutes. So again, the pacing was, I thought was really good. So one, one of the things they're very keen on is uh, getting the length of the track right. So, you know, you've got so many steering points, so many braking points, whatever that you can use during the game. And the race is going to be the right length that you're starting to hurt for those at the end. Yeah, gotcha. Which, well, the track that you had us play on did that perfectly. Yeah, you know, it really well, was crawling across well, the line. One of the standard it? ones from the book. Okay. Oh, you, you could have taken credit for that. <laughs> I would be really impressed. But as it is, yeah, okay, all right. So. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a revelation for me. Uh, it sounded good when Roger and I were talking about it, but it, it actually played somehow even better than than Roger made it sound. So definitely game of the year, and I'm really looking forward to playing it again. Um, hopefully at the one PG meetup. Well, yeah, I think I'm interested to play that now as well. But Roger, better bring it along. I'll definitely bring it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and and by the sounds of it, Frank can bring along a copy to try and plug you at exorbitant prices. Okay. There's there's two modes in the game. I presume there's an easy mode and a more complex mode. I don't think it was. I presume you're playing a more complex one. Yeah. I will refer you to our race director. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I've got to say, I'm not super impressed with the rule book. I, I have rewritten it. Uh, and I'll be sticking that on BGG at some point. Uh, I had one of my minions read the rulebook, and I, I had no problems with it at all. <laughs> so it mine, so. What are your memories of the game, Frank? Uh, good memory. I haven't played it in probably since 2015. Um, yeah. It was a good, fun game. Um, the most striking thing about it was the size of the cars when you got when they got the package. They were tiny. They are yeah. fingernail <laughs> size, and I was expecting matchbox size. Um, yeah. But it was it was a good game. Um, as you say, the mechanics are very quick and easy to pick up. Um, if I'm honest, it just hasn't hit the table because it was just one of the early games I've, I, I bought when I was mm. buying everything which anybody ever mentioned. Yeah, move on to new exciting things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. I'd, I'd be buying three, four games a month in those days. Yeah, and it just didn't. It, you know. Only Last Night on Earth and Carcassonne are still in that mix, I think. 
I think the, the phases of board game purchasing, uh, I think that should be a topic that we discuss next <laughs> year. Yeah. yeah, I bet we've all been through the same phases, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you obviously recognise it was a good game because you hang on to it, Frank, so. Yes. Yeah, which is. Something. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, yeah. It, so, you know. Um, it's it. We, I've, <laughs> one of the one of the other things happened this year is I boarded out the last. I've got, I've got plenty more storage space for game, uh, but they're also easily a- accessible. So I will get it out the loft when I probably put the Christmas decorations away, um, or when I have to go there to get the Christmas presents out, I suppose. And uh, just go, I'll have a go. So yeah, yeah well, thank you for that. If anybody's wondering why I'm laughing, it's uh, it's just Albert trying to wrangle his cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he was hiding all night, and now he's hungry, and he realizing he's hungry, so I'm feeding him and. Paying attention to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little distracted. No, no need to apologise. While you've while you've got a moment, Albert, would you like to mm-hmm. talk to us about your your favourite game of the year? Yeah. So you know, I I thought I went through my list of games that I played this year. I was surprised how few new games I played. Um, mm-hmm. and the one that I decided is, is probably the the coolest one is the I played in January, so it's been a while. Okay. It is Space Corp Ventures by GMT. Right. And it's a it's a game about space exploration. And what I really liked about it was that um, it starts small. It has three separate boards. The first board you're playing and exploring the solar system and moving out. Once you reach mm-hmm. the end of that, you put that board aside, get all the cards you're using for that outside, get out a new board that now shows the whole board you played in a little tiny corner and the rest of the solar system. I think it's just the inner solar system first up to like maybe Mars or something with mm-hmm. the Kuiper belt. Um and now you're playing the whole solar system and you, you explore out to that. And once you get to the edge, you then put that board to the side and finish the game exploring the, the galaxy. And so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it gives you a real sense of, of amazement at how big the universe really is and how much there is out there. So are you playing over, any, over generations of time then, or is it just a mechanical? Yes. Of you're not representing a person. You're representing, it's based on a book. Um, and, I tried to read the book. I didn't get very far in it, honestly. But the uh, the idea is that these companies are trying to advance into the into the galaxy, right? And so you're playing generations of people. So yeah, so that was that was a pretty darn neat game. I haven't had a chance to go back to it, but but I'm ready. I bought the expansion for that as soon as I played it. I said, yeah, I think I want to see more of this. So that's that's their uh, <laughs> taking up space. That's a, sorry, I'm just looking, I didn't realize that's a John Butterfield game. It is a John Butterfield game. I had no idea, I love John Butterfield, I had no idea Mm -hmm. about that. And I love space games as well, so. Yeah, so. I was thinking this sounded up your street, Paul. I I think Space Corp 2025-2300 was the base game, and then Ventures was the expansion that. Yes. Yeah. And the expansion just adds, well, I haven't really gone through it, so I don't know for sure, but it adds different corporations you could play as, which basically gives each player a different starting scenario and I think also some different goals to play through so, so it does mix up the game like I said I only played it twice it it went relatively fast from what I recall um, I had a lot of fun with it, I played it with my son and then he loved the game, we played the whole game when he and I played, we played the whole game when I played solo I just played the first third just to learn it Is there much difference between the multiplayer and the solo game? Yeah, in the solo game, I kind of felt like I had a chance. When I played my son, is it will just crush me. Ah, okay. <laughs> just, just so everybody knows, Al, but how old is your son? He's a uh, fourteen now. 
Okay. So, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously this is um, less accessible than, than the last two games that we've just talked about, but on the scale of... It wasn't, know, complexity, the complexity wasn't too bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was kind of, it's, it's pretty modern. This is a modern design mm-hmm. by John Butterfield. He's been making games since, what, the 80s, I think? Yeah. And you, you're, you're managing resources and cards and playing cards and that sort of thing. There's not a lot of crunchiness to it. I think he just figured out a, a winning strategy much earlier than I did. And by the time I figured it out, <laughs> I was too far behind. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was relatively accessible. He was 13 at the time. In fact, it was, it was right. January 15th, so it was the day before my birthday, two days before his birthday. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough date to play a game on because he can't let you win because it's close to his birthday and you can't, <laughs> vice versa. So. <laughs> so it's cutthroat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 that was a pretty neat surprise. That, that was my biggest one. I played a couple of the games that I really liked, but I think that was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. I, I must admit, I've, I don't think I've ever played any GMT games. Mound Builder. Mound Builder is a victory Wars. point game, isn't it? Victory point, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, I've never played any GMT games. Scandalous. <laughs> I would have thought, and I, I, I can understand why, Lee, you wouldn't, but the coin ones you would like, because um, although they're dealing with um, military Conflict things, and, yeah. the, the fact that they're asymmetrical... Um, so you've got Fire in the Lake, which is Vietnam, you've got Foresight mm-hmm. in that, you've got uh, Distant Blame, which is the Af- Afghanistan um, uh, War on Terror, yeah. etc. Um, they, although the subject matter may not appeal to you, the actual pl- gameplay is very different to mm-hmm. a Hex Encounter game. Um, mm-hmm. you, you'd have a look at them, because I think you'd find them intellectually interesting. Yeah, and the the uh, the one in India, for example, I think you play as, I think it's called Gandhi, you could play as yeah, Gandhi. Yeah. 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 The, the other one, so as you said, that orange player is Churchill. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oh, scoring yeah. mechanic of that is the three players, uh, Stalin, Churchill, and uh, Roosevelt Truman. Um, and the scoring mechanic is um, you either win by being so far ahead nobody can touch you, or if you aren't that far ahead, you lose. Um, and the person in second place wins. So it's, it's, oh, it's a fantastic game. Oh. Um, Churchill is a great of, game, yeah. And it's definitely not yeah. a war game. So No, no. Yeah, it's, that's Mark Herman. Is that Mark Herman? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but and I, like John yeah. Butterfield, I have a lot of time for him, so. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few Mark yeah. Herman games, but it's, yeah. I've only, it's, um, there's a guy called Alan at East Comes Club, who's a big, um, old Hex Encounter games, or GMT games, an Evolonial games player, and he's bought it along a few times, we played it, and it is great fun. Um, yeah, but I think if there's any GMT games you would like, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, having said that, what about Twilight Struggle? Why haven't you played Twilight Struggle? Uh, <laughs> that's my favourite game. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I think you should look at Churchill um, and then potentially Gandhi as well. Yeah, have to invite me over one night, Frank. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this sounds like a committee meeting, and you're going away with all these actions, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> In that, in that case, I'm not as good at meetings as I used to be. The yeah, end of a meeting was always to make sure you volunteered everybody else to do everything. Exactly, so you looked yeah, like you were busy, <laughs> but came away with doing nothing. Nothing. And as, I've got biscuits. A, as I've gotten in for Twilight Struggle, what I have been impressed with, most of the players who are coming along to the club, the new people coming along, are mm-hmm. now keen to play it. So I've got a, a whole um, community of Twilight Struggle players, uh, <laughs> which we're also following up with on the app and Steam. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in gaming Nirvana at the moment with that. 
there's some new sequels on uh, Twilight Struggle, aren't there? Or yeah. Or... I, I've not looked at them, to be honest. It's, um, yeah, there's like this little Horn of Africa and, yeah. and uh, another one, but I've not really looked at them. Um, I mean, okay. I, I picked up 1989 because that was supposed to be similar to it. It's by the same guys. But I've not really touched that one. Um, I think I, I have played Twilight Struggle with you, Frank. Have you? You probably yeah. beat me. Yeah, I think you did what you normally do and nuked the world on about the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my son my son put me into that position and in the first game I played him I ended up blowing the world up. So, yeah. The world? But as, as long as you don't have access to the real button, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. We used to we used to play a game in the eighties called Supremacy. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was I had that flawed thing where it, everyone could lose the game if if the world got nuked. So as soon as someone realised they weren't going to win, they just basically fire all their bombs and end yeah. everything. Oh well, there you go. No one's won again. So. <laughs> I think there's a message in there, but it didn't make for a good game. It's, it's a, a classic of design of the times, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Lee, how about you? How about me? Um, in, in in your small amounts of free time between life. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been a great year for me for games. So, like Albert, I'm sort of casting my mind back to the start of the year. Um, and there were two games that stood out for me. Both of them I only played solo. One of them I played a lot, and we covered that on the podcast, which was Ark Nova. The other one we didn't cover, um, partly because I didn't play it enough times, I thought, to cover it. And the only reason for that was because it was a much longer game. And that's a game called Legacies. 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 Okay. okay. Which was designed by... Well, so this is a live recording. I'm reaching over, grabbing the box. Designed by Jason Brooks. So this is a game in which you're basically trying to... How do I describe it? The, to fulfill the American dream. <laughs> so you start out in about 1750 or so. And you work through generations of a family trying to accumulate wealth and pass it on to your descendants. Um, it's heavy. It's crunchy. I think even as a solo game, it took me at least two hours to, to play a game. Um, there, there's a there's a lot going on. Um, and again, I'm sort of trying to cast my mind back to the start of the year. Um, but yeah, yeah there, there's card play. Um each family or each family member, as I say, it's a generational game, has um, inherent traits. So they might be better at industry or at um, communication or theft or something. And you might pass some of those traits on to subsequent generations. You might not. So it's, yeah, it's been so long. I'm, diff- I'm having difficulty trying to describe it. It sounds really neat. It sounds really interesting. It, it kind of reminds me of another game called uh, Legacy, the mm-hmm. Testament of Duke de Cresci. Yeah. In, in uh, which yeah, you're playing generations of family or creating a family tree. I like I like that idea in general where you're playing multiple generations. Like the same as in the uh, Space Corp game that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, as you were mentioning that, I was thinking you know, there are some similarities with the game that I was going to mention. Again, you know, a, a longer game. Um. And, I mean, I know you said that, um, that Space Corps wasn't terribly complex, but it's certainly not something, or, you know, Legacy certainly isn't something suitable for, for new gamers. Um, 
it's you know medium heavy to heavy euro basically. Okay, it sounds interesting. It sounds really cool. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually made it as far as retail. It was a, it was a Kickstarter <laughs> project um, that was, you know, independent publisher. Effectively, you know, one of these classic designer publisher. The same person took them a long time to to see it through. Went all out on quality of components and everything else. So yeah, it's big heavy box. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Can I just wow. jump in there on mm. ones with Kickstarter's coming to retail? And that is Tainted Grail. Is it Tainted Grail's coming to retail? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I MBA experience because I've heard good reviews of it and seen enthusiastic YouTubers, but I just wonder if anybody has actually played it and have a view on it. I, I have so, a miniatures moratorium, so. <laughs> I, I backed it on Kickstarter and uh-huh. then cancelled my pledge before it okay. funded. Um, I went down to the one, $1 tier and just followed it from there on out. Yeah. Um, I think the conclusion that I came to was that it was entirely campaign based, entirely, entirely story led. Yeah. And that in theory, those things sound great to me, but in practice, I don't have the, the time to play them. Yeah. Hence Gloomhaven on the shelf. For... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to be, uh, discouraged but feel informed, uh, no pun included, did a very good review, which is broadly negative, okay. but, but they went into some detail about what they didn't like, and if those aren't things that you don't like, then, mm. you know. Yeah, cool. I think that was a very good review. Thank you. I'll look it out. I guess we're to me. We're to you, Roger, yeah, after I've fumbled around, not, give, not giving much detail. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I will now surprise Paul, because I'm not going to say Sentinels of the Multiverse, definitive edition. Colour me surprised, but, yeah. But I was only, getting up to talk about that. But <laughs> only because I first played it last year uh, in a free tabletop simulator demo before the, well, the Kickstarter was happening. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, that doesn't count, Roger. <laughs> no, 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 I want to know where he's going, Roger. Well, so, so <laughs> he can't say Sentinels or Aeon's End. <laughs> no, so in, instead, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still enthusiastic about it, I've played it a lot, I'm continue to play it but um last year i talked about organism which is a game that did not exist yet and it turns out still doesn't exist because it turned out to be a complete pain to manufacture um so i'm going to continue this tradition and talk about a game that does not exist yet <laughs> rally man dirt well it well, technically exists yeah and, and i mean to be fair there are other versions of rally man yeah, um, so I, I have played it um, both on the Tabletop Simulator mod, which I maintain, and now on BGA, mm-hmm. where it, it, where you've got the demo track. And, okay, P- Paul is the guy who introduced me to Rallyman in the first place. It's all it's all his fault. Um, <laughs> but I We're doing swaps here, aren't we? You did uh, Russian Crush, so... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I played this and fell in love with the game. I just it just works for me. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Rallyman GT. We talked about on the podcast and Rallyman Dirt is basically the, the game that the designer wanted to do originally. Um, it's it's the full hex tile version of classic Rallyman, so you can build a lot more track variety rather right. than having the four, rest of four boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he took it to Holy Grail Games, they said, yeah, we're interested, but let's do the actual head-to-head racing one first. Right. So, um, Dirt has been delayed a bit. 
Um, I think it was originally supposed to arrive sometime in 2021. Mm -hmm. It's not here yet. It probably won't be here before the end of the year. That's life. Um, but on the one hand, if you like, if you like the head to head of GT, well, it's not that. It, it is the classic rally racing. It's mostly about counting your time. Yeah. On the other hand, you are still racing on the same track. Uh, you can kick up dirt on a shortcut so that everybody else has to take the corner more slowly after you. You mm -hmm. can overtake people. I mean, it doesn't necessarily win you the race, but you, you can interfere with them. So it, it's got that uh, level of fun in it. Also, because I'm still a sucker for the huge game that does everything, uh, there are expansions. I don't know which of these are in the retail box or which are Kickstarter extras, but basically you can combine it with Rallyman GT and have a race series of mixed rally and circuit, or you can do rally cross, which is essentially mixed on and off road circuit racing with shortcuts and so on. It, it's, it's not trying to do every form of motorsport by any means, but it, it's got a lot of interesting ones. There, there are tweaks that's rather than saying, this is your car and this is the gears it has, you say, right, well, I've got these options and I can, within that, within that limited space, I can choose the exact dice that I want to make the best possible car for this course. And everybody else is trying to do the same thing. So a, a bit, a bit like Car Wars, you, you're not all racing the same car, but it's trying to make the design process quick so you can do it in five minutes and then get on with the game rather than spend yeah. ages over a spreadsheet or something. So yeah, I, I've, I've played it a bit. I expect to be playing it a lot more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously I've played some Rallyman versions with you. Um, but this is so exciting, you're counting it as a new game. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose I ought to say a mild disclaimer, although I'm I'm not technically working for Holy Grail Games right now, I, I do hope to be demoing for them next UK Games Expo. <laughs> But, you know, so, yeah, obviously I, I have sold out to the corporate what's it in return for me. Yeah. <laughs> Disgrace, Dodger. Disgrace. Well, Nick, now we go around a second time? <laughs> yeah, second favourite game. Three o'clock in the morning. I'm still waiting to hear your cat's favourite game now, but. I've uh, got some honourable mentions if you want those. In fact, we could be here all evening with you, couldn't we? This, yeah. <laughs> what are your honourable mentions, well, I, Frank? Well, sorry, I'm actually on a hard stop because I'm, I'm cooking dinner tonight, so I need to be gone. But I need to be gone at quarter to seven, so you've got 45 minutes left. So sorry, <laughs> um, I've got three games. Uh, God Tier, which is mm -hmm. by um, I can't remember they're by who's by. That's a uh, uh, fantasy science fiction uh, board game yep. where you've got miniatures and asymmetrical style. It fell in love with that. Um, it, I love mythic battles, Pantheon. Mm -hmm. This gives me Mythic Battles Pantheon in half an hour, whereas right. Mythic Battles Pantheon takes half an hour to set up. Um, so I absolutely love that. Um, I spent a huge amount of money on that. I spent a lot of time painting the miniatures for it. Uh, the other two more strip board games ones are, uh, Plastic Soldiers Company's Caesar, Roaming, tw Conquer Roaming 20 Minutes. Has anybody played that? No. Oh, I've been even heard of that one. I must admit. Okay. It's, it's a blast. Uh, you're playing Pompey. So he's playing Pompey. I was playing Caesar. Um, you're, it's a pulling counters from a, uh, chips from a bag, trying to take over. The way I can describe it is, it's a, a, a really serious version of Connect Four, in that you're trying to, um, surround an area, but the last person who surrounds it, or puts the last counter down, surrounds it, wins the benefit, 
But the no. person who put the most points into the area wins the wins the area. Um, and it's a game which you play first time you play it, you play it in ten minutes. When you know what you're doing, you can spend an hour over it, absolutely <laughs> agonising over every decision. Um, <laughs> it's for, for, for the I think I picked over twenty pounds. It's a blast, absolute blast. I recommend it to anybody. Um, another one, the game which was new to me this year was Watergate. Um, I've only played right. it solo, uh, but I, I, you know it, it's my era. You know. The, in terms of the information, the story, uh, yeah. the narrative, I find that fascinating. But the actual gameplay is brilliant as well. Um, yeah, the I only problem I have with that one. Yeah, the only problem I have with it is it's it's too it's too long to be a short game and too short to be a long game. So the only way I could probably get to the club is to say let's play three rounds and a winner out of three, as it were. Because um, mm-hmm. it's just just it's it's an odd thing. I'm thinking if I play this at the club because um, it's a two player game, and obviously um, mm-hmm. you can have to find something else to do in the evening. Um, and or play more of it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That's the only flaw in it. The two player nights we used to have at the club once upon a time are uh, long gone, I think. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where it was just two people there <laughs> playing board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and certainly, certainly, I if I'm at a club with you know sort of four or six people there, it feels weird to say, right, I just want to play games with one other person, so I end up playing yeah. bigger ones most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I going back pre-pandemic. Um, because uh, Mark Hedges and I, are, sorry, guys at our club and a local guy to me, we're both GMT fans. We ended up playing on Friday nights, simply two-player games, because we weren't getting those to the table. Um, mm. Obviously, it died off with the pandemic, and we never really got back to it. Um, but yeah, no, Watergate, they're, they're minor mentions. But Caesar, mm. if you get a chance, to, if, yeah, for £20, uh, if you don't like it, I'll give you £20, because it's so good. <laughs> 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 it, 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 is that it sounds good. like easy money um, to me. <laughs> well, actually, if I don't like it, would you give me a copy of Russian Crush? <laughs> I remember saying that to somebody once in Firefly. I said, get, so a friend of mine from university got in contact with, and I talked about Firefly, and I said, look, buy the DVDs. If you don't like it, I'll give you the money for it. He wrote back, he says, your money's safe. So, save on Caesar. It's such a good game. It sounds um, really good. I'm really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you can teach it in five minutes. Um, you can play it, as I say, in 10 minutes. You get two experienced veteran players and you could, you're spending an hour playing it, which is great because it's the intensity of it and you're working out how many moves ahead you can plan out, etc. It's very, very, very clever. Um, again, um, uh, shut up and sit down, did a review of it. There's a sister one called Blitzkrieg, which is World War II. Um, that, that hasn't hit the table as much because it's slightly more complicated, but it's equally as good. Um, it's the, the impression I'm getting is that people tend to like one or the other, even though they're quite similar core systems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with somebody who's um, one of the, the geek formers, somebody said, which one should I get? And I said, to be honest, you need both. <laughs> Three, four months later. That's a board played... gamer answer. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, they're pocket money prices, aren't they? Uh, but, you know, several, several months later, I've played Caesar a lot more than I have Blitzkrieg. Um, when I bring them out at the club, except which one you want to play, most people go for Caesar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, How does it work with regards to uh, different player skill levels? So if a, if a newbie player sits down against someone who's played it a lot, is the newbie guaranteed to lose? Or Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Uh, like, there is that, that can be the problem it. sometimes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I do that with Twilight Struggle. Um, Burton Hand teaches best. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, if I'm teaching a newbie, I will point out to them their choices each time and where I, I where they can threaten me and where they can, where they can weaken me. Um, but yeah, that, that hasn't deterred people. I think most people actually play it to learn it and then they get it, as it were. Mm. Um, and then the more games you play, the more stuff is in there. But as I say, yeah. for 
for, you know, if I take my kids to McDonald's and spend more than I spent on that game, um, it's, it's, it's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. So. That sounds really good. Excellent. Uh, I'll, I'll do an honourable mention, yeah, if, if I may, because uh, th- it was the other game I was deliberating for the choice was yeah. uh, Col- Colt Express, oh, right. uh, which is another game that Roger introduced. Colt <laughs> Express. Colt Express. Yeah, yeah. yeah fun you game. Know yes, yes, we, hilarious. We played it, the three of us, back in uh, earlier on in the year, and it fell really flat for me because nice. two two cowboys and a marshal, and it's just. I could sense that there was a chaotic, fun game underneath here, but it just never really yeah. came through with three, which is obviously down to the game, not the people I was playing with. Well, it's um, probably Roger's fault. Yeah. yeah. Everything's my fault. <laughs> but then when we played it at Mlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlimlim
again, one of the things I picked up at the UK Games Expo, I thought yeah. that was worth getting. So. Very good. Anything else you want to add, Albert? I'll, I'll bring up one game, At the Helm, which is a small pocket oh. shy game. Mm-hmm. Bun shy game. Yeah. I went to, to ShyCon earlier this year, which is, they oh, held right. their first convention in Tennessee, so mm-hmm. a friend and I drove out there and I picked this up there. It's a, yeah. it's a solo deck building game. And it's, is, it's 16 cards or 18 cards? 18 like, cards, yeah. yeah. So it's very tiny, um, and surprisingly fun. And it, it works for a deck building game. I thought it was pretty neat. And you actually have like three or four different scenarios you could pick from when you play. Actually, six. Right. There's three or four. I think there's one. I don't remember. There's a bunch of cards and they're double sided. Yeah. You pick which combination of scenarios you want. Okay. So each game could feel a little different. Interesting. And it's really tiny. Plays quickly. Yeah. And it's one of the few deck building games I actually enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, crazy indeed. Solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've gone hot and cold on deck building games over the years. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah. It's a great idea and they tend to work, but. Yeah, I try to play something else usually. So, you guys played on deck building Arkham Horror, the card game. Yeah, I'm I'm playing mm-hmm. through that with my friend Anuka at the moment, so it's worth playing. Because I've got I've got I bought the original small box one, um, but it's literally it's like the you know sat on the seat on the shelf seasoning as we say. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I, okay. It's it's perhaps not the greatest game. It's a bit fantasy flight. You know yeah. how how their systems often work. They're nothing revolutionary, but you know yeah. they do what they set. And you so it tells a good story, and you feel like you're it tells a good it. story. Yeah. And the, we played the same scenarios a couple of times, and they play out differently. And it oh, does. I, I'm a big fan of the role playing game. And what yeah. it does do is it does capture that sense of hopelessness because you are going to lose many yeah. more games than you will win. Um, yeah. Which is exactly what it should be, being an Arkham games. Yeah. Um, nothing like their other deck building games, right? Like the Lord of the Rings or anything. It feels very different. So if you're thinking it's going to be a, a comparable, or not deck building, but like it's deck, deck construction, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it just doesn't feel like that. It feels more like a board game than a card game, is what I think. Oh, cool. All right. I yeah. will. Um, That's a good. During, good the, during the holidays, I may get to have, get, uh, move it up the list of things I'm just open. <laughs> <laughs> the long list of. Very long list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've actually stopped opening things now, leaving the cellophane, just to make sure that I do know they haven't been opened. Wow, so. That's that's more willpower than I have. Yeah, yeah. I think you've, you've got a problem, Frank. Well, also, if it's yeah. Kickstarters, <laughs> you, you have a window of about three weeks to complain about missing components, as far as I can see. Ah, okay, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. I blame my parents. That's what it was. I wasn't allowed toys when I was a kid, so. Uh, <laughs> Making up for lost time. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Roger, honourable mention for Sentinels? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yay! It, 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 is, it is my second most played game of the year uh, after Running Man GT. So, yeah. Um, the, the, but we, we did mention it briefly already, and, and we've talked about it uh, on, on an episode before. So, the one I'd actually like to make my honourable mention, and it's another disclaimer game... Uh, because I was demoing this at Essen for the publisher, Terraforming Mars the Dice Game. Ah, is that Ares Expedition? No, Terraforming no. Mars the Dice Game specifically. Oh, it's, it's what it's called. Oh, right, sorry. Okay. Um, I am really not a fan of Terraforming Mars, because my experience of the game is you get a hand of cards with all these fascinating things, each of which depends on a whole bunch of other specific cards coming up later in the game, and you have to choose one of them to commit to now. And I just find that very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Terraforming Mars Dice Game takes that away. Um, 
you never well you you can get into a trap if if you go all out on something uh but generally speaking you don't um i've had a lot of fun with it yeah all right i was demoing it i played something like 25 30 games at essen um and if i hadn't been enjoying it i would have hated it and maybe it's stockholm mm-hmm. syndrome or something but <laughs> you know I, I didn't expect to like it, and I, w- I was lured in. And if the postage to the UK had been slightly cheaper, I would have backed the Kickstarter. As it is, I'll probably buy it next year with booth credit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you played the Ares Expedition? I have not. Okay. I had a demo of it at uh, UK Games Expo, and I was impressed with impressed enough to buy it. But again, it's on a shelf. Common story. I, I think I got that one for Christmas. I think last year. For my son, and, and I like that one. It, and it's it's basically the same as Race for the Galaxy, if you played that, in terms of the card mechanics, which was a surprise, but with a board and the other stuff yep. to do. But it was a lot of fun. And the solo game worked pretty well, too, from what I saw. Mm-hmm. I only did that one once. Yeah, I need to get back to that game, too. <laughs> I should make a list of all the stuff I really want to play soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could play it. And then, then you live yeah. near the front. Or look at my list. Each other out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just uh, borrow Frank's list. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to manage that. I don't. It's, you know. So at the moment, I'm, we've all talked about Undaunted Stalingrad. I've dragged out Undaunted Normandy, which I played once or twice. And I thought, right, I'm going to play the whole campaign. So I played a game on Friday, played a game on this afternoon. And it's, it, it, but I'm having to diarize it to make sure I do it. Um, just to, <laughs> just to explore it, experience it. So I said between now and Christmas, I'm going to get it, get it played. So, uh, yeah, but there we go. Good luck. What, what yeah, yeah thank you. F- 15 or <laughs> yeah. so games for the full run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll be playing them solo. So it's not the full, full, um, experience of it, but it's, yeah, I've got to that point now. I'm sitting down, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to play this month. December is. Uh, undaunted. I can't remember it was going to be in January, but I'm actually writing down. Okay, play this game for a month. Uh, get, get it under, get, your, get it under your fingernails. So um, this is organised, Frank. It's dangerously organised. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just. Uh, you have to be. It sounds like community service, actually. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's old age. It's like, yeah, I'm getting old now. So really, you know, leaving things till tomorrow is not going to happen. So an odd thing on Disney Plus I'm watching NYPD Blue which is my TV show from the 90s mm-hmm. and I've committed to watch all 220 episodes of it because wow. yeah it's, at my age it's sort of like yeah you can't leave that for too long now <laughs> it's, you know it's going to take me a year to watch it but it's that's what I need to do because I'll probably never get a chance to watch it again in my life so there we go sad as that is but anyway, it's a celebration <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you really want to you could probably just watch it every month what, NYPD Yeah, and keep watching it for just the rest of your life. life. Every waking yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing an episode a day. Well, five episodes a week, which tends to be six episodes a week. So Bobby Simone, anybody knows about it, Bobby Simone's just died. That's how far I've got into it. And uh, <laughs> Rick Schroeder's turned up. So that's, um, I think, in timeline, it's about 98-ish, 99. Um, I'm well behind so. you, Frank. I'm watching Magnum P.I. Oh, wow. wow. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Fear the moustache. That, that's the Tom Selleck one rather than the real one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. 
Next one I want to go to. The other two shows in the 90s for me were X Files and NYPD Blue. So after after um, NYPD Blue, NYPD Blue, it's got to be X Files. Yeah, X Files is something I keep thinking yeah. I ought to revisit at some point. Yeah, yeah. The, the other I, I was going to revisit 24, but a colleague at work says don't bother. It doesn't work. It's it just feels well, that, wrong that, now. Yeah, so. that's um, that's 21st century, so I've never watched it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all of you guys for coming and, uh, and joining us. Albert, we never got a chance for you to just mention if there's anything you've been up to you'd like to point people towards since you were last on the podcast. I mean, just life goes on, nothing new really, just still doing the podcast. We're yeah. getting up you, to 280. You've been or pumping so them out regularly this year. We've been trying to do them once a week. Yeah. Um, we kind of took a break, I guess, in 2020. I don't know if it was because of COVID or, or it was a coincidence or what, but we, we got back on it. We've been doing them once a week if we can. Yeah. It's been impressive. Mm-hmm. The, the really it's scary hard. thing it's is hard. when you or Julius mentions like, the last time you did an episode on a game, and I said, it can't be as long ago as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we've been revisiting games on the show now. Yeah, yeah that you have to do that because it can't. I can't play a game a week. That's just impossible. Oh yeah, no, no, and not, <laughs> and not to talk week. about it and you know give it any kind of proper no. insight. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, but but it is a weird feeling when podcasts make you feel old. <laughs> I hadn't felt old until now. Dark. <laughs> no, Susie, thanks all of you guys for joining us. It's been uh, it's been great to have you back on, and I hope you all have a very good Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Happy Christmas, everyone. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Merry Christmas, and right. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you. Now, bye bye. Bye bye. That was more games than time, and we hope to be back next month. There are back episodes on the website to kelly.lee slash mgtt. Yeah.